Everybody and welcome to episode 328 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my imperialist co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. This episode brought to you by our special, most powerful, most deadly sponsor yet, uh, the John Daly Seasonal Collection. Have you ever wanted to speedrun fashion while <laughs> getting under par on the course? <laughs> buy, buy a bunch of... Buy his pants. Buy John oh Daly's God. pants. I've I've never felt so flexed on by just a series of pictures. I mean, this man goes to the PGA Tour, and it's kind of criminal what he does. He just flexes. Golfs at a high level for a regular person, but at a mid-level for a professional. <laughs> it's oh striking. Oh, my God. I think... I think what I, I found a picture of him, which is best described as uh, the best lawyer in the nation, does contract negotiations for the Santa Claus. I think I found it. <laughs> I think I buy. Oh, jeez. By George, I think I found it. A website called Loudmouth. We're not affiliated. Uh, sells his style. But you should probably give. But you should give. A lot of, a lot of people give. <laughs> Oh, these are, oh yeah, that's his drink pant. That's his happy hour. Stretch Tech Athletic Fit Men's Pants, $118. By golly, Miss Molly. Like, these uh, look less like pants and more like a visual test to get into the Air Force. Oh, there's a Maryland flag one. <laughs> Booyah! All right, Jake. <laughs> All right. I, this, this will be, this will be your wedding gift, Jake. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I would golf in Dude, it. So like, I'm gonna get I, you an or I f- I'm gonna get you the Orioles pants. <laughs> I fe- yeah, I was about to say. I feel like they're headquartered in in Baltimore because they have two different mm-hmm. Orioles pants, both a hundred over hundred dollars. And I think I think that well, was the Washington ev- Nationals. Everything's one hundred eighteen dollars. <laughs> and then they have the Washington Nationals too. And then they have the Maryland flag. They don't have any other state flags, and they have like a handful of other baseball teams, like Cardinals. There are also two Cubs ones. Actually, those aren't the Cubs. Those are just the National League. I want to about a our story. Cubs. Okay. Uh, welcome to Loudmouth. We embrace the wild ones. We're a little bit chaotic, nonsensical, and weird. We have an incredible knack of unexpected style and are not afraid to laugh at ourselves. Loudmouth product ignites the greatness of being bold, conversational. We have created a place that connects like-minded and loud personalities. A, a cult? <laughs> you gotta love clothing advertisements, because, like... You know, they got to jazz it up with something more than it's fucking pants. It covers your junk, <laughs> keeps your legs warm. Uh, you know, pants, you either like them, like the way they look, and want to buy them, or don't. <laughs> they got to try to sell you on it, what is, so they come up with bullshit like that. This is so strange. Living loud. There's a, The sections atop are men, women, living loud, and accessories. <laughs> It is. This is true. Um, Just, hey, you want to live loud? You want to drink beer at 11? Anywhere. (laughs) Like, ironically, 
this is all it's like horseshoe theory, right? Where this is so expensive that it almost wraps around to being Walmart level designs. Like <laughs> these are a step away from like the super lazy Walmart Walmart um, sweatpants that ironically, again, are not acceptable to wear anywhere except Walmart. Um, I love those. I think I bought my. I think I bought my sweatpants. I'm currently wearing at Walmart. Hey, Ooh, ain't nothing wrong what, with it. What um, what aesthetic uh, powerhouse do we have going on? I don't know. They're just they're just like navy blue. Oh, nah, 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 nah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You know, I'm ready for the the. Uh, it's gonna be the Fortnite Rick and Morty fighting Goku on a, on your sweatpants. Yeah, with with the Minecraft, it's gonna have Minecraft Steve holding up the butt cheeks on the backside. And you're gonna have to hunt down Thanos, and and take him down oh, before before wait. the storm closes in. Do I get to use my John Wick skin? You wait can. a second, Jake. You <laughs> glorious bastard. I'm looking. Oh, they don't have it. Fuck. I thought they would have had Thanos pants. Oh, like Thanos they kind of do, but it's like it's like cost. It like it looks like Thanos's pants. It's not just Thanos's purple <laughs> California raisins face on, on your ass. <laughs> I wanted his uh, his chin I'm to pretty be sure. Like Redbubble can do that for you, uh, or some other custom clothing website i just wanted his purple chin to just be like everywhere on it i just wanted a small thanos head to just be sp- splattered around my crotch and, and thighs i want it i i just want his <laughs> i could have made a really really poor taste transition to a trailer off of that <laughs> I think I i'm for it i'm for it <laughs> I don't know where he's going with this. But I got to first tell you where but. we're coming at. I got to tell you where we're coming at live because it's a special one. It's a special one. I did not expect to see it. I did not expect to see this invitation, but I'm glad uh, we did get this invitation to come record at the first ever site where the French fur trade started. Uh, it's along like the Oregon Trail, um, and, and there's some... Um, there's some markings left behind, some some neon blood, and uh, uh, you know some really old-fashioned flintlock pistols and rifles, and uh, we're gonna find out how this uh, how this fur trade how this fur trade was? site was uh, just totally uh, uh, blipped in like uh, you know one mm. night with with no word, almost <laughs> like Roanoke was. Uh... <laughs> I love the thing about Roanoke. It's like it's all what the what happened to Roanoke, and then all the the actual anthropologists, archaeologists who looked at they're like they moved, they, they went down they to another place. They ran out of food. Wow, and uh, they didn't want to stay in Roanoke. The the Indians. Um, were I don't worse. know that the American Southwest is on the Oregon Trail. You know, I'm not really sure where we're. I didn't pay attention to the uh, the subtitles. I remember there was a date. What was it? Well, they never they never said where it was. Yeah. I don't think, but the Comanche are from like what is present day North Texas, Oklahoma, sort of. Yeah, where the area? I could see that being in mm. Oklahoma. I, yeah, it gave me a very Oklahoma vibe. 
what with the wind sweeping through the plains. Yes, and and all the buffalo that were not playing. I don't, it had to have been like northern, right? Because the, like there was mountains and pine trees. Oh, there were some mountains. Uh, and like, <laughs> uh, as far as I know, French fur traders weren't out in the Oklahoma desert. I googled it. Well, it says Peter. Are you suggesting that this movie is seeking to maintain the utmost historical accuracy? This is this was set in the. I don't know that I agree with that assessment. This is set in the northern Great Plains in North America in seventeen nineteen. So we are being a little bit Great Plains. Famous for their mountains. We're being ranges. a little uh, Americentric and uh, thinking this was actually done in the U.S., where it could have been done in Canada. You know, maybe uh, Quebec, maybe Montreal. I don't know where the uh, where the Rockies end up Quebec. there. My Quebec. Is there a section of Canada I'm not aware of referred to as the Great Plains? <laughs> you know, maybe. That might be... Um... Before be the sus- Americas, <laughs> Saskatchewan, or um, one of the one of the provinces that looks like a that looks like a rectangle. I don't, I don't think the Comanche were in Canada. Where did the Comanches? Where did they Comanche from? From the southern plains of the present day United States, Comanche people. All right, that's where their reservations headquartered. Let's go uh, northwestern Texas, historical uh, yeah. eastern Colorado. Comanche. I guess it's Colorado. It could be Colorado. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, hey, any Coloradans out there? Uh, oh, this map. Check your check your woods for maybe some uh, some predator metals that have been left behind. Break out the old. Um, the beeper device, the metal detector, and uh, get out, go spore. Prettle detector. Prettle <laughs> detector. Look for some neon blood. Yeah, it looks like North Texas, good chunk of Oklahoma, a little bit of Arizona, maybe. Where'd she get the dog, though? They, they... Was there only one dog? You're asking, you're asking what the dog doing? What that dog doing, though, and how did what it the live? What dog doing? Um... Because they had dogs, they didn't want to kill a house pet. Yeah, uh, wolves are native to the U.S. and dogs are descendants of wolves. <laughs> People had dogs before they had North America. Dog and prey. Horses, <laughs> large dogs. Aww, Horses. He was in the back. Animal shelter. Um, he was from an animal cows, shelter. Cows, dairy dogs. Alrighty. Um, trailers. Trailer trailers. dogs. Tray tray dogs tray tray watch watch dogs oh that's what? that's the wrong segment that's yeah um, watch dogs no film ad- adaptation of watch dogs has uh, popped up yet but rest assured it will come its day will come uh, what do we got here mm-hmm. uh, shuffling shuffling I, let's, let's just start I, from three thousand years of long hauling longing. Long, longing, three thousand years of long. I'm just gonna say it until I think of a joke. Um, I haven't thought of a joke. Okay. <laughs> the new James no, Bond movie. You didn't say it either. <laughs> uh, my joke is is I'm probably gonna watch this next week. The, um, is this I'm, the new I'm James interested. Bond movie? Yeah, with Idris Elba. Yeah. 
This is the prequel. This is how he gets into the role. That's how. Double O Seven Wishes. <laughs> Oi, Queen, take a wish. And it's the Queen who accidentally rubs a lamp in uh in Double O Seven, the Queen's Gambit. And she mm-hmm. gets the genie, and she then her her final wish is, "I wish you were a secret agent on my." MI6 special forces team and he's like I bet Wait, was <laughs> there another trailer for this I just saw a couple clips we saw like te- I guess we saw teasers for it yeah, yeah well, this is a movie like, clip. I don't think there was a new trailer yeah they were just clips yeah yeah so we're seeing some clips a little bit more to get you wet 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 the old whistle for some yeah, I was about to say, like there, I, I swear to you I did not miss a trailer and that was not one of them yeah I kind of skipped the movie clips, um, because this is yeah, rotten. I don't watch the movie. This is Rotten Tomatoes movie clips, and not not movie clips. It's Rotten Tomatoes clips. I refuse to call it that. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, rotten there's also clippings. a bar. There was also a Barbarian movie clip that I also did not watch. This one's the one about. This is one that has uh what. We were gonna do a. They double booked the Airbnb and yeah, but more I was like the Airbnb Barian. But I was gonna say this is actually twinning with another movie that we could also we could use for our um our our news segment, the Twinema Files. Uh, Just like Masterpiece Theaters coming yeah. soon. I still haven't started the fucking graphic design for it. Get yet. ready for Twinema Files. For some Gemini two-faced bitches entering the ring. A Barbarian is coming out. And then there was also another... uh, Another one that is, like, same premise. Somebody double-booked an Airbnb and, like, the other guy is, like, weird. Mm. I have no idea what movie you're you're trying to reference here. (sighs) Yeah, it's, uh... You've not ringing a bell me. for me either. You've lost me at the end of the road. Trailer oh, number sure one, twenty twenty two. This is now. This is an eh movie. Like, is it funny? Uh, eh? Is it actually? Eh? Is it scary? Eh? It's a movie. I think it's supposed to be a thriller with uh, some light comedy elements. But um, it's uh... oh, gone in the night. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was a um, movie with Winona Ryder, which I don't think we saw the trailer. To be honest, um, it doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, but that's kind of surprising because she's a big actress. Mm. It, I don't but know. like, so yeah, so this movie is, is I don't know. It's got a lot of plot, but I don't. I don't have yeah, the, there's, the desire there's to kidnapping recount it. Yeah. A motel. A family down on their luck gets and... like illicit money in a yeah, in a desert motel, like you said. Yeah, I think it's like a really bad hack job of trying to copy No Country for Old Men. Um But yeah, I, I Forgive me for not being super excited about the No Country for Old Men ripoff starring Ludacris and <laughs> Queen Latifah. Oh, and Mel Gibson. Come on. Are, are you talking yeah. about Bandit or are you talking about... No. No, I'm talking End about of the End of the Road. End of the Road. Never mind. 
None of the people I mentioned are in Bandit. <laughs> I I got Bandit confused with uh, I sp- I sped sped run, speed ran, speed uh, run. a spud run, sp- speed ran. I think and speed ran. Sputtered. I, I ran fast through the last couple trailers, um, and they kind of blended together. Obviously, um, so I. Well, they're both not very good. Let's just talk about Bandit now. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Bandit. It has Mel Gibson. He's going to be in it for five minutes. And it has the wor- it was the best worst line of any movie I've witnessed this year so far, which is when he's talking to the aforementioned bandit, the main character, because Bill Gibson's like a he's like one bit part and he has one scene in a club, I have to assume. But he says, I may have gotten a- an eighth grade education, but I've got a PhD in streets. <laughs> Which is something somebody who that's gets a line says. as old as he is. That's like yeah. that's I've seen that on I've seen that on many a left swipe. All right, Doctor Asphalt. Um, <laughs> did you go to the school of hard knocks? Did you? you got a stethoscope for all those street smarts? How? Do, where do I learn that? Do I crack open uh, a, a Detective street cone? Binder would be very proud of his street smarts. Were you in the classroom of life? Who was your professor? Just some guy fixing a pothole? <laughs> I <What>? hate you. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not looking great. The IMDb description is, after escaping a Michigan prison... A charming career criminal assumes a new identity in Canada and goes on a ro- goes on to rob a record fifty nine banks and jewelry stores while being hunted by the police task force, based on the story of the Flying Bandit. Oh, this is a this is a Redbox original. Yeah, um, yeah. And so this wait, is the same. But you are saying, Jake, that just when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more well, job. I mean. Fifty nine more jobs. Uh, the um, well, I mean, it doesn't really work because none of those people were in in that movie. But um, Redbox Originals have produced such quality films as uh, Becky, starring Kevin James, the oh yeah neo Nazi, and I believe the Fanatic was also a Redbox original. That one, that was their flagship. That was that was the uh, that was the Stranger Things of Redbox. <laughs> Drew people in. Said, "Oh, oh, John Travolta." I gotta see John Travolta in Fred Durst's directorial debut. <laughs> <laughs> limp, that guy limp film who skit. fucking uh, who fucking riled up the crowd at Woodstock '99. <laughs> Just one of those movies. Um, that's yeah, it's Bandit. He steals, but he also feels. Um, <laughs> that's that was almost as bad as Mel Gibson's line. Holy shit! He's, uh, Holy he's shit! Just, he's just one of God's creatures. Just one, oh. God, just one of God's creatures. The movie. A twenty four. A twenty four. Um. I, I yeah. It's another. I guess. I, I guess Ireland. Or, or Newfoundland is in those rocky coasts are are all the rage 
because we had that other movie with like the two guys who were like, I just don't like you anymore. Yeah. Um, it had a long title, but I know what movie you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We just talked about it last week. Um, this doesn't... Eh. <laughs> Hard to tell. Doesn't really look super like Ireland, but they also don't show a lot of landscape shots. Right. This is why um, I think it like so. it could also be like Newfoundland. Couldn't really tell you because it's it 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 is on the coast. That is that is as um, much as we are getting. Couldn't here. really tell you. Just like I really it's couldn't tell uh, who this movie's made for. And they're like in called Jane or some shit. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be about so, the. I don't uh, know. The famous. It looks like it's, it's R.I.P. Roe v. Wade decision. Like, um, or at least about abortion. About in yeah. Some capacity. It's uh, definitely set in the old era. I'll pull up some more info about it. Cause... Do we skip forward? Or... Wait, All God's Creatures? We we finished talking about that around the time you froze. Ah. <laughs> oh, well, Peter's got the freeze now. Y'all need to wear a couple more hoodies and warm up. This one's, one's going to be fun to edit. <laughs> No, it's been it's been fine for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah. So call call Jane. Is that is that where it's we're got at? it's got the 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 exact trifecta mm-hmm. omega for uh for all of the um it the is critics. It's got uh it's got women's issues. It's got race issues. It's got all the issues. It's got the sixties aesthetic issues. It's it's topical. It's more topical it, than my ointments. So you see, this is this is why people believe there's like an Illuminati in the New World Order, right? Like movies take time to produce. Roe v. Wade just so happens to fall right before the abortion movie comes out. Coincidence? I think not. This is the work of the New World Order Illuminati. Lizard people are planning global events <laughs> so that Hollywood's movies can be more topical. <laughs> maybe maybe when they first announced it, you know how it got leaked and shit? Mm-hmm. Jake, you looked back deeply contemplative <laughs> about what I said there. I'm well I'm I'm trying to think what if what if they rushed the shit out of this movie when they first got the leak? Like get get the leak uh, of the Roe v. Wade thing, make a movie. Fuck it, make a movie. Uh and they start scribbling together just the sloppiest script ever, and they get women on board, celebrities who want to make a make a statement or whatever. Like, we already don't know their stance. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, act. Hey, act. Do this scene. Sigourney Weaver, hold a cigarette and look cool like you're an alien. And uh, and they made this movie. And they they rushed a name, too. Call Jane. That, not a great movie. I would have said, uh, gonna kill a baby or something like that. Uh, you know. Is it, all right. Aborting is it Jane, you know. Is it bad that I was like, well, I mean, yes, it is. Um, I, I've had one. I have my wires crossed again. I was like, man, Sigourney Weaver got this role really quick after doing the Halloween, the last part of the Halloween series. <laughs> I got her fucking Jamie Lee Curtis mixed up in my head. That's uh, 
Yeah, there's really no no excuse for that one. I was gonna say because you, you just might be slow, Peter. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver and that hasn't boy been just in, might have some problems. She hasn't been in uh, um, that much stuff recently, right? Oh, that's why um, because she's in Avatars. She's in all the Avatars, right? No, didn't her character die in the first Avatar? Uh, well, she's an Who actress knows? getting credits in Avatar Five, Avatar Four, Avatar Three. Through flashbacks, no doubt. <laughs> uh, Avatar: The Way of the Water, The Way of Water, whatever the fuck that that's, is. That's two. That's the one that's coming out in December. You yeah. know what I just that's realized about Avatar: The Way of Water is like the way of that water flows is from high to low. So you can just rename this Avatar Downhill. <laughs> that's where it's going, I think. Um, a I married mean, it... so Call Jane's about a married woman with an unwanted pregnancy lives in a time in America where she can't get a legal abortion and works with a group of suburban women to find help. Um, so they're also gonna like go into like that. This whole, is giving me um, like Dallas Buyers Club vibes, but with pussy, or at least premise wise. <clears throat> that was about AIDS, right? Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Was that about, like, like, getting help for people with AIDS? Yeah, it was, like, I think the premise was about, like, getting or, like, sneaking medicine to people who had AIDS or something like that. Something like that, but I think it just generally also had to do with how Uh, the gays weren't liked in Texas very much. (laughs) Even though their fashion sense is, like, on point. (laughs) They both love assless chaps. I mean... Ram Ranch wasn't a smash hit for no reason. I know, right? I, I mean a smash hit. Yeah. They both love them cowboys. <laughs> Just for different reasons. See, when you boil it down, humans aren't so different from each other. <laughs> well, I mean, when you um, boil it down, <laughs> you've lost 70% of the human. <laughs> All that water's gone. <laughs> when you boil, When you boil humans down... Uh, when you burn them up in a fire, you get about a much as much carbon uh, to make about nine thousand pencils. A little fun fact: take that home. Yeah, how take many carrots is the is the average human in in diamonds? Uh, I don't know how much carbon you need to make a one carat of diamond, but I believe John Tron did that math. Oh yes, I remember that paper. The. Uh... Your your literal weight in diamonds. Yes. Yeah. Are you saying that the um? I trying to like say that the the robots from uh, the Matrix probably should have just made diamonds instead out of the other humans. They could have just made yeah. They could just burned them up, squished them together, <laughs> take it a crack lighter to it, and turns, uh, made a couple turns out diamonds. The Matrix was just a tetragonal lattice <laughs> that's all it was i don't want to hear i don't want to hear any more crystallography no more Too crystallography bad. out thank of you, you. <laughs> no thank you it's like a cavity in my brain <laughs> uh just like uh the woman king is not a cavity in my brain and i like this movie because i'm an ally and i am going to buy five tickets to go see this movie on opening night and hand it to a family in need. Why would they be at the movies? And then I'm going to 
throw my body on the line for protection outside the movie theater. Oh, no, sorry. That was Black Panther 2 that I'm going to do that for. But I guess this movie too, I'll do it for. That's right. Jake wasn't on the week that this the trailer for this actually Shit, dropped. Shit, I did a Hotel Artemis, didn't I? <laughs> so he, uh, he didn't get a chance to talk about I it. I didn't... <laughs> That's how you Apparently, not only is this movie not very good for the obvious reasons it's not very good, but apparently it's like re- trying to rewrite history because the the tribe in question they were, was they like were allies. heavily involved. Allies, yeah, of, the slave allies of the slave. Uh-oh. And the reason uh-huh. this the battle that this movie depicts happens is because the white man wanted to, like, stop the slave trade in that area and they didn't want to lose that money and and this is where you see one of the one of the greatest things about and saddest things about uh society we live in a society where now conservatives can just sit back and watch the left cannibalize themselves as the libs who looked up the history just eat all the people who are promoting this movie and the people who are promoting this movie they, they've already tweeted about it so they they've they've chosen their side they can't delete that shit the internet's forever so again um, again i just say like i'm uh, viola davis just <laughs> she sometimes you know she has a lot of good roles but sometimes she just lands in the most unfortunate ones i just you know she was in this one she was in yeah. Suicide Squad. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to stick to being an instrument, you know? You know? When your name is Viola, just be an be a be a string instrument. Sometimes, lady, you got Black Panther 2. You don't need Black Panther 3 right away. Before, before Black Panther 2 Wait, comes is she, out. Is she in Black Panther 2? Isn't she? Oh my god, I'm going to be so I'm going to be canceled if this is not I, the I don't think she is. Uh-oh. I don't think she is. <laughs> is that not? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did Jake do an oopsie poopsie and get two people confused? Go, they're going to take Jake to see Wakanda never. <laughs> Jake's going to rot in a Wakandan prison for the rest of his life. Jake's going to Black Panther prison. Where is her? Where is her credit? <laughs> I can't. I can't even find the lady who I'm thinking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oops. Oopie. Oopies. Sorry. Uh, no, it was um, Sorry Deny Gorira. I got you confused with Viola Davis. In my defense. I gotta hear this one. She do be looking similar. With the hair, her hairstyle. Alright, this is Deny. And I only base it off of... She looks like 20 years younger than Viola Davis, Makeup, <laughs> makeup is a bitch. <laughs> uh, she was in the dark. And uh, the lighting wasn't great, so I couldn't get a good read. Digging myself a bigger hole. It's it in the hole you can't see. Like you know, it's it's, it's not the sun. That's wasn't that that's the uh, bane defense. In my defense, 
right. <laughs> I I don't know that I see it. <laughs> the nose is a completely different shape. <laughs> I don't know. She's not. A... All right. We're, let's not dwell on, on the, Jake's The dead right silence is. <laughs> I'm going to be bad. <laughs> it speaks as much about me and my, com- ever, my, okay? comedy vi- uh, my comedy energy at the moment. <laughs> and I got nothing let's, for uh, this. Um, let's, let's, let's go from, from that and talk about the greatest beer run ever. Yeah, like, it, like um, I said to these guys before, we have the duality of man in these trailers. Because on the one you've got the Call Jane trailer, and and the Woman King trailer, and it's right next to this, <laughs> the one of the one of the fewer pro Vietnam movies I've I've seen, or at least the pro Vietnam soldiers. This was so. This was a true story. This is on Apple TV, um, and this was the true story. Which they've they finally stopped. I, the, the trendy thing is to not say based on a true story. It's to say this like actually happened, which is more accurate. Um, so I guess I'd, I I I'll take that over based on a true story. Um, but mm, trying to be a little trendy. Uh, but it is the based on a true story of a dude who who went to Vietnam to get his buddies some beer one time, and you know they they probably just took took it and ran with it. Yeah, it's actually based on a book. Ah. Um. So I don't know where all that came. From. Um, was the book based on a true story? I thought it was based. Yeah, I thought it was like. There was some actual factual event where he, like, a dude went over to to give um, his buddies some beers in Vietnam. I am trying to find any confirmation of that. Addressing uh, based on the book of the same name, um, stars Zac Efron, Russell Crowe, Bill Murray. Uh, ba ba ba. I don't. Yeah, I don't see any. Uh, released in select age. theaters and at Apple TV Plus on September 30th, 2022. It's um, it's it's a weird movie. It starts out as kind of being a lighthearted comedy, and then it looks to be a little more serious. Uh, they also show a trench scene. You know the famous trenches of Vietnam. Yep. You know, yeah, Vietnam, where you could definitely dig below like th- three, four feet and not hit definitely straight not a water. <laughs> this was on. This is obviously the, it was on the one hill in Vietnam where they dug the trenches out. <laughs> they imported dirt well, into how Vietnam. You, how are you going to get trench foot? There are no Vietnam. trenches. It just, just water. So I'm I'm trying I'm I'm trying to track down okay, wait, hold on, here we go. Greatest beer run ever. A memoir of friendship, loyalty, and war by John Chick Donahue. Okay, so it's based on his memoirs, which would imply that it is a true story. That took a long time to track <laughs> down. I I remember because I like 
I saw it on a TIL. I mean, it's believable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a believable thing. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Certainly, TIL, I and I believe everything I see on TILs. It's all, you know, it's for true in life. That's what it stands for. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I think so. I'd have to agree. Like, totally incorrect to call it a lie. T-I-L. Well, you uh, <laughs> an instant New York Times bestseller, and now a major motion picture from Apple TV Plus. I'm sorry, can you really call it a major motion picture if it's like streaming exclusively on the eighth most popular streaming service? I think not. I like it. I like instant New York Times bestseller because, like, I don't know. I'm starting to, you know, with with the as you hear more about, you know, how easy it is to. I mean, you got to have a good book, a pretty good book to get on the bestseller list, but it's also pretty easy to like bump your numbers if you if you really want that clout. So when I hear instant bestseller, I think about it in the same tone as like instant ready rice. <laughs> Although I'm sure I I could see this kind of book getting there on its own, but I've I've also heard a lot of stories about, you know, boosting boosting their numbers to get on that bestseller list i feel like it's pretty easy to get on the bestseller list these days if you're like published by an actual publisher because there aren't a ton of books that come out nowadays because people don't read anymore yeah exactly um but i think that's i think that's all the trade i have one more though yeah, Jake. He's got one more. Um, I just want to state this because uh, it seems like the internet is divided in half amongst the turmoil that is the Wednesday Adams. Did you see the Wednesday mm. Adams trailer? I saw or like was that a still of it? Okay. I have not seen so it. let me look at the trailer as we're talking. A about lot it. of a lot of people were more focused on the casting because the casting came out a little while ago, and then they just released the trailer yesterday for it. Um, and the oh, big thing is Luis Guzman is Gomez Adams. Um, and everybody okay. was like kind of split on that. They were like, but he's more comic accurate, comic strip accurate of the original like OG, um, um, how, how they're so originally supposed to look. Raul Julia. Raul Julia. That's the name. Was uh, the last live action Gomez Adams actor. So Gomez Adams is Castilian, which is Spain, not like uh, Latin America, but it really doesn't matter. They're actors. Like, if they're the right fit, let them act. They Uh. don't have to be, you know, everything like we do. They're actors. You don't have to um, actually be like. But oh, it's Tim Burton. Oh, the, the yeah. Tim Burton so, joint. so this is um the Tim Burton uh Netflix series. So there's gonna be eight episodes. Uh, Jenna Ortega, Christina Ricci, Catherine Zeta Jones, Luis Guzman. Uh, not sure if Dips there's any other big names. Like Gwendolyn Christie plays like a supporting role. Uh, she's the only other bigger name. Um, the interesting thing. Uncle Fester has not been uh, cast yet. It has not been mm. named. Now, it's a Wednesday-oriented show, and it's kind of like, 
is them like this kind of doing like a reboot almost. So it's very possible that maybe they don't include Uncle Fester. <laughs> um, but everybody's pulling for some Danny DeVito action. And I'm here for that. So I don't know if we'll get it. That's a big fan cast, but uh, I know everybody wanted like everybody wanted Johnny Depp to be cast as a uh, Gomez. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I can see that. I can see it, but uh, people so people have been split on Luis uh, Guzman as like uh, as I don't Gomez. I think I think you know a lot of it has to do with like the ethnicity question but like i'm coming at it from i don't know that i see Luis guzman as gomez adams like i don't know that he's the right actor for the character yeah removing any like potential ethnicity issues aside like i don't know that i see that i was kind of on that same page too based on his previous stuff so I, i mean I'll have to see how he is, but I mean, if he pulls a lot from his old stuff, I don't know how good he will be. Um, but I've been surprised before. I hope I'm surprised again because uh, Jenna Ortega. Maybe she'll steal the show, and you won't even you barely even notice Luis goes uh, Guzman um, because she seems like she's going to do a pretty good job. Uh, you know, playing playing Wednesday. It, it is a Wednesday centric show. I don't know. Fingers crossed that Dan DeVito's Uncle Fester, though. It's this is this is Tim Burton filling the gap that Harry Potter left behind. Yeah, like a Tim Burton Adams family movie. Just it sounds like something that I hate, just like in concept. But it sounds or, like guess, something you would show. totally be right up his did, alley. Was he the one who did um, Dark Shadows? Um, which. Ironically, that the, one had the Johnny movie, Depp in it, right? right? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. 2020, 2012 film. Um, God, that was twenty twelve. Holy crap! Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, that was Tim Burton movie. Just see the. <laughs> Rob Zombie stole the monsters from him from getting the the trifecta. <laughs> he wanted the of, monsters of lighthearted uh, horror horror comedies. I guess I'd be there hey. for it. Well, the Dark Shadows was basically a soap opera. Like they did daily episodes. There's like over three thousand. Uh, that might be a lie, but there are a lot of episodes of Dark Shadows. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, which you know only makes me question why they would decide to make a uh, a two hour movie <laughs> trying to fit all that in. Okay, Dark Shadows ran for six seasons with twelve hundred and twenty five original episodes. So Holy only a shit. slight exaggeration. So that's so that's uh, what two hundred episodes a season. Yeah, so pretty much daily. Wait, that's like more than day, unless seasons ran for more than a year. Well, no, there's 365 days in year. a year. Right. Oh, and yeah. Two, two, I was thinking 600 that for some reason. I was like, 600 episodes in a season. It's tw- two new episodes every day. But no, yeah, 200. Okay. 
Yeah, that's that is nuts. Wow, sure is. so much content. Jeez. Hot dog. Well, that's it for trailers. That's it for trailers. Diggity. No more trailers. Hot dog. End. No more trailers Caboose. anymore. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. On to the follow-up. Oh, I see what you did. Only caboose to try to yeah train. Does it technically have a caboose? Does does the bullet train have a caboose if it can go both well, ways? The last car is the caboose, but like, it's, it's a, not like isn't I thought it was a bi train where like it can does it have two cockpits. It goes or both no? ways. You're saying, Jake? Yeah, bi. It's bisexual train. Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong on that? Does it not go backwards? It it I looks it says it looks the same on both sides. Yeah, I think I think most trains like the subways i think go backwards too mm-hmm. they go by that's how progressive trains bi-directional or we stand by trains but not too the close to trains by train sounds like a star trek alien ah we have to talk with the by train alliance it's me it's me captain picard ah <laughs> Uh, anyway, bullet train in first place for weekend 32, uh, August 12th, 14th. Mm-hmm. Quite a big drop off, though. 55.4% down from the prior week. Good for 13.45 million. So, not a huge box office. And actually, you know, fuck, fuck, give it. Fuck me. I'm looking at this. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, who, who, what's in second? What's in yeah. second? Yeah, uh, are is this another re uh, rerun, <laughs> run back? What is this? There is this their Avengers celebration run? You can't kill Tom Cruise. He said he had in his contract. I want a twelve week re release at week twelve. Well, I mean the the fucking movie has not made like less than five million dollars. I get it. Twelve weeks. Fucking yeah. get it. Like, I mean, there's so it's many. Top Gun Maverick in second, up four <laughs> spots, four hundred more theaters. Like it came back. I, I'm I like, came back like Voltron. I'm not surprised. I, there's a lot of people out there who are like, hey, if you're going to go watch this movie, watch it in theaters. You don't want to like, it's kind of mid if you watch it at home. You're kind of a, you're kind of a, a lame if you watch it you're in not, the comfort of your own home. You're some kind of fucking communist if you watch it at home. Yeah. I think it has more to do with what else is in theaters. Like DC League of Super Pets in its third week, Four Love and Thunder in its sixth Nope, in its fourth week. Minions Rise of Gru in its seventh week. Where the Crawdads sing in its fifth week. There aren't a lot of, like, just, other movies. Yeah. Ironically, the other, the, the other action movie in the box office right now is Bullet Train. Which is number one yeah. for the second week in a row. Although it's dropped um, by half. Which it's dropped considerably, and it didn't have as strong an opening as I'm sure uh, Sony was hoping for. But it has brought in 119 million uh, worldwide, and I could see that movie being like, uh, I'll look up the budget, see if I can't find anything. But I would guess like 65 million. We we have seen a 90 million. We have okay, seen so a, quite a bit more than that. We've seen a um a considerable uh, negative trend ever since uh, early July. 
Well, I, just look at the movies that have come out in that time. I know. Like, it's not been very inspiring. Like, looking at the lay of the box office right now, if Dragon Ball Super Superhero isn't number one next week, it's probably going to be Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Eat, eat my fucking shoe. Like, yeah, shit, what is coming out in the next weeks? Yeah. I think, I think what happened I think was... Superhero is like the biggest movie coming out this week. Yeah. So here's my theory. Here's just a film theory. Um, all the studios had had their their fucking their plums. Their plums were a bluish hue. They were filled with movies over the pandemic. They were just ready to bust. And right after you know earlier this year, you know when pandemic was closing, they they were shooting. They were shooting cinematic rope. For, for a fucking day, they were shooting cable, and their two pump chump streak has finally ended. They didn't think about nine eleven fast enough, <laughs> or maybe they didn't turn them on. What we are, oh, what we are seeing it was here, Bush all along. Oh, conspiracy! <laughs> what we are seeing here is the cinematic equivalent of post nut clarity, and who should show up in that shameful zone? Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom fucking Cruise. Everything you've done led to me. Every dirty thing you've done in your life has led to me, and you're just Dude, sitting- his fucking fighting count right now must be off the goddamn charts. <laughs> oh my! He's sitting. Are so high. He's sitting on the Elron Hoyabembe is smiling down on him. He's got a he's got a Scientology pamphlet ready for you after your post nut clarity. This is what they do in Scientology. Is- when you when you go into those Scientology rooms and they read your Thetans and they leave you alone and they come back after you've you've jerked mm. it for your umpteenth <laughs> time. Because that's what you're gonna do in a Scientology like <laughs> laboratory. You're just gonna jerk it. They left their pamphlets there. I don't know if that's the setting that's really gonna. Oh, they, gonna they basically do it for me. they basically is that tell the one you where to? they go up to you before they do the do that seminar or that lesson? They go, "This one's rated X for Xenu. <laughs> 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 and, and Tom Cruise. That's, that's the one I was. I couldn't remember. I was like, "Ah, oh, God, I'll just go with Elron." <laughs> who are you, Bembe? He's just standing there with his pamphlet saying, "Look." I was. I'm the famous Top Gun it's, star. It's the porn adaptation of Dianetics. It's Dianetics. <laughs> Are you happy with your life? Then join me in Scientology and up that Thetan count. Is Scientology just a giant MLM church? I don't. Yes. yes. Do you get like a kickback on like bringing your friends and family into the church? Dude, yes. They have literal fucking levels. That's kind of. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> they said, government, you can't fucking touch us. We're a religion, actually. Yeah, we may be a pyramid scheme, but we're also a religion, dude. You can't do like, shit. They have levels like it's fucking Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you get spell slots every ten thousand dollars you donate. <laughs> it's just a giant elite four of religion. You get an extra action point for every hundred k. Like you can't tell me that the box office returns of this isn't Tom Cruise casting ninth level wish. 
<laughs> his his one wish was they've got I want to um, have I'm gonna make a sequel to my to my famous movie Top Gun, and it's just never gonna leave theaters. And I'm gonna get my congregation across America to see it every week and keep it on the top charts. What are you gonna do, Paramount? You can't come out with any other movie other than Top Gun Maverick. I've converted Jake the world. The Jake, they've got David Miscavige's wife in Minimus Containment. Where's his wife? She's in a she's they, in a little gem. Paramount actually did release another movie. Um, it's currently in 24. Pause of Fury, Legend of Kang. Oh no, that's the, that was which, that's so they can launder part, all the extra fucking money. Yeah, it, it, it evens out the balance sheet. That, that they finally went to Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah, Mel Brooks. And they're like, I know you've been sitting on this. We need a movie so bad that we can't claim a profit no. this year. No. <laughs> so it was Mel Brooks who actually wished first, and he got he got one of those wishes that kicked back at him. Mm-hmm. He didn't phrase it he had, right. He had, he had the and monkey's paw. He had the monkey's paw of wishes, and then Tom Cruise learned from that mistake and got Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Mel Brooks got ironically. It's the same scheme as the producers. (laughs) 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 What's what? What came out next? (laughs) DC League of Super Pets. What came out next after that? (laughs) Thor Four is in fourth, coming up from fourth last week. It's truly the forest. Five point (sighs) three mil, seven hundred twenty-three million. Globally, um, nope is in fifth, down two spots. <laughs> down two spots, Jesus. Um, 36.9% down, 5.36 million, uh, 116 million worldwide. So, mm-hmm. actually, um, right up there with Bullet Train in terms of worldwide gross. Um, for those of you that are curious, uh, Top Gun Maverick is nearing. billion, currently 20 million away. So at its current pace, it'll get there in three weeks. Is it weird that, like, this is that it's doing so well, but I have heard, like, no one talk about it? Peter, we all grew mustaches because this movie exists. (sighs) A lot of people, but after it came out, I haven't heard, like, remember when fucking Titanic came out and that shit was all over pop culture for, like, years? Because we've turned into goldfish. We have an attention span of literally one week. And if it, like, think about, remember remember Hunter Biden's laptop that, that came out and then Twitter, like, took it down? How could you whatever. possibly forget about and, it? <laughs> and then and then everybody was pissed off about it and we forgot, like, weeks later. And they're trying to bring it back again. They're like, remember his laptop, though? Like, they have it. And everyone's like, we don't, dude, that was so long ago. I'm not even mad anymore. <laughs> It was um, Alienware. That minions. was what they were angry about, right? Yeah. yeah. Rise of Guru. The Gru- the Gruish people still <laughs> showing up in force. Uh five five million dollars even essentially. Uh seven hundred and ninety two million worldwide for the minions. So it is uh surpassed Thor. It is surpassed Thor by like nearly seventy million dollars. Mm. <laughs> That doesn't show you how Gru has risen above Thor. (laughs) Where the Crawdads sing. Yeah. Brings in another uh, 
four million, bringing its total worldwide to eighty-eight million. It sure is existing. Yep, and then second week up a dr- astonishing eleven hundred percent. They hit it with that A twenty-four <laughs> wide release magic. <laughs> yeah, it, gaining gaining all but it was in six theaters last week. It gained twelve hundred and eighty-four. <laughs> Are they just like banking on people being like, I wonder what movie has increased by the most percent <laughs> from last week? I don't know what these, these test screenings are. They test screenings or are they like, you know, festival releases, right? Where they do like a premiere. I It's it's a small premiere. They premiere it in the major markets. And then they're they're counting on positive word of mouth to buoy it in the weeks to come as it rolls out to more and more theaters, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense for a movie like Bodies, 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 which brought in 3.25 million this week because, you know, we watched the trailer and thought it was shit. But um, it's it's moseyed its way into our spotlight this week. Mm-hmm. So we can get to see it's 89% did fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Did just side note, all of A24's uh, numbers this week are in their highlighted blue for estimated. Did they just, like, not submit their box office numbers this week? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to it. <laughs> okay. That is, it's just um, weird I that A24's, all of theirs are, like, estimated. So I don't uh, know what was up with yeah. that. I have not really seen the estimated uh I usually see it for, like, when, 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 like, an anime movie comes out and it only does... It's only in theaters for like two days. They're right. like, we're not, we don't need to re- release box office numbers. Figure it out, guys. Um, right. So, bodies, bodies, bodies is rocking eighty nine percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, only seventy three percent audience score. Um, worse than Bullet Train. Six point seven out of ten on IMDb and a seventy three percent on Fandango. So generally mixed reviews um but we we know how how much stock you should put in the reviews of these professional critics they don't they don't exist they're not real people they don't know anything but you know paragons of knowledge they exist in this world they can be found in the imdb user review section And I got 10 out of 10 from, yes, this is the real username, the A24 King. Yes. Yes, we've got a legend um, on our hands, kids. Yeah, <laughs> although um, he reviewed The Northman, which is not I'm an A24 form. movie. Uh, also reviewed Joker. Uh, All right. Decidedly not an A24 movie. King, give me your crown. He's been an IMDb member for three years and two months with five total reviews. Or six. I I can count, I promise. But anyway, his review of Bodies, 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 10 out of 10. This generation's masterpiece. Submitted August 14th, 2022. Um, Warning spoilers. This movie relates to my generation so much. Parenthetical Gen Z. And it's just bound to make you laugh. Side note, drink every time you hear Gen Z in these reviews. (laughs) Yeah. 
Bodies has a really good music score. Cool cinematography. I love these reviews, these time of tens that just throw cinematography in there, and it's clear they have no idea what that word means. Amazing cast. Great plot. Period. This movie makes you question who's the killer the whole movie. (laughs) It makes you go through tons of emotions. A24 has done it again. I gotta say, when the trailer first came out, I didn't like it at all. But as I but as I watched it twice already, it's amazing. Don't listen to the negative comments at all. This movie is superb. Three out of twelve found that helpful. Amazing. Yes, that's that's, that's, that's the gist. What you got on tap, Jake? I was uh, deciding between two for my second one, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with this one for my first one. Because I, I I love the title. I, I have to go with Maggie Q. Public. One out of ten. Rotten Toe. T- like, feet. Tomatoes. Yes, I saw that one. <laughs> not, not sure why she split up Rotten Tomatoes like that. Uh, going for the toe pun? Sure. Let's go with that. Real reviewers Only, get inspired. It's hard to place yourself inside the mind of a real reviewer. I mean, these people were born and bred. It's a place most dare not tread. Yeah, I I don't recommend it. I mean, sometimes I question my sanity when reading through these. So the fact that the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, all on word, gave this obnoxious, infantile dookie of a movie a 90% rating tells you all you need to know about the state of affairs of online movie critics. They're a bunch of movie fans with an internet connection and an online blog. The art of movie criticism is over. It's everyone for themselves. 23 out of 49 found this helpful. This rant about online movie reviewers of of an online movie review. Hey. Leopards won't eat my face. Oh, sir. All right. We've got a 6 out of 10 review from Ferguson 6. He's back. Um, Hurricane Party meets Gen Z. Take a drink. (sighs) Greetings again from the darkness. This one works much better as a satire than horror thriller, at least for yours truly. With whodunit elements drawn from Agatha Christie's classic Ten Little Indians, the play-it-straight approach to riffing on Gen Z draws laughs right along with the expected annoyances courtesy of a bunch of entitled trust fund 20-somethings. Actor-turned-director Helena Regine and co-writers Sarah DeLapp and Kristen Rupanian, first feature film for both writers, have based this story on the party game known as Body Body or Murder in the Dark, or perhaps you know it by some other name. The film opens with a close-up of a passionate quick kiss between Sophie, Amanda Stenberg, from Dear Evan Hansen 2001, and B, Maria ba- uh, Bakalova, Borat's subsequent movie film, 2020. A picturesque road trip takes the couple to an isolated mansion where they are meeting some of Sophie's old friends for a hurricane party. They arrive as the storm approaches and the others are taking a last-minute dip in the pool 
It turns out that they are surprised to see Sophie since she has kept her distance from the group and been unresponsive to group texts for quite a while. We do find out her reason, and the group allows them to stay, mostly since the mansion is owned by David's, Pete Davidson, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, his parents, and he and Sophie have been best friends for years. Also attending are Emma, Chase, Sol- Chase Sweet Wonders, David's wimpy actor girlfriend who is prone to instant tears, Jordan, um, Miala Harold, Mi- Miala, yeah, um, Sophie's tough on the outside former and sometimes jealous lover, Alice, Rachel Sennett, Shiva Baby 2020, a podcaster and easily the most entertaining of this crew, and Greg Lee Pace, The Fall 2006. Wait, there's a 2006 The Fall? Jake. I'm going to pull that I'm up. On it. Pull that up, Jake. <laughs> Alice's much older boyfriend via Tinder match. Missing is Max, Connor O'Malley, who we are told left in a huff after the argument, an argument the night before. As you might guess, booze and other mind-altering drugs play a role here, as does the house itself, with multiple staircases and hallways. Once the game begins, the question arises, is it being played for real? A dead body raises the stress level, as does the dreaded tap on the back required by the rules of the game. In addition to the cocaine and liquid spirits, pieces of the puzzle include glow sticks, pot brownies, uh, zucchini bread, swords, trust funds, insecurities, a dead car battery, a power outage, and the always present cell phone flashlights. This is a group of narcissistic, social media-influenced, childlike adults who wear their emotions on their sleeves. Backstabbing and belittling is common, as is, ironically, playing the victim. There is no way we would think this is an actual dialogue between humans if we didn't all know someone in this age group, or have accidentally (laughs) stumbled on their exchanges via posts. As much as I enjoy a satirical look aimed squarely at today's 20-somethings, these characters are so extremely unlikable that most of us would leave a party in two minutes, taking our chances with the hurricane. Every possible buzzword is included in these as these self-centered Richies take aim at each other. Of course, being older, Greg doesn't really fit in, but then no one really fits in here. Mrs. Sennett's character provides the most fun for viewers, as these longtime acquaintances seem to have no clue what it means to be a friend. They don't trust those they know, those they don't know, or even themselves. This could be a contemporary version of Scream. Well, if it, if it, if that wasn't the Timex of movie franchises. <laughs> With no cell coverage for most of the movie, these folks are forced to have actual conversations and interact, exposing the lack of social graces which are enhanced given the situation. The ending is not likely to surprise you, but it's quite fitting. This is certainly not amongst the best A24 offerings, but if you can put up with the lingo and irritating characters, there is some comedy to appreciate. Opening in theaters, August 12th, 2022. 9 out of 19. Jake, what'd you find on The Fall, 2006? Uh, the Fall, 2006, is about a, uh, a, a, a man in the hospital telling a little girl um, some fantasy stories. It's basically the Princess Bride meets... Uh, Bollywood. Um, interesting. So, actually, interesting concept. Um, that came out in 2006. It does have Lee Pace as the top cast person. Not to be confused with The Fall that came out in 2013, uh, which I did not look up, but there was another one. Well, wait, is it The Fall? 
Uh, yes, the one that just okay. came out is called Fall. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the new one, the Lionsgate movie, is just Fall. Yeah. So. Yeah, but there was another uh, The Fall. Yes. <laughs> it's, that took me. It's not not the most creative. No. No. <laughs> um, I got a review from CGDTPMQQ. Given bodies, 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 a nine out of ten, uh, all caps. So you'll forgive me if I scream. I'm smart. I'm strong. I'm ready for what comes along. I've got good friends. We'll stay together till the very end. Gah! I loved bodies, bodies, bodies. Double exclamation mark. Reminds me so much of a Gen Z scream. But mixed with a filming style and energy similar to Assassination. Although I love the twist and the message, I wish the ending had more of a bang. That's my only complaint. Cast was fantastic. But obviously Rachel Senat took the cake here. She instantly brings so much energy to every scene. I think I know who wrote this. All the chemistry worked so well here, which made it hard to tell whose intentions were true. The fact that the movie starts with Daddy AF by Slater, I think it's supposed to be Slayer, and ended with Hot Girl, comma, or parentheses, Bodies, 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 Truly made this my favorite movie of the year and a cult classic for me. See it in theaters. 21 out of 51 found that helpful. Nice. Oh, I Peter's trying to be like Papa over here. I just I thought we were having an armpit party. <laughs> you know, I was I thinking to... about this the other day. I No, it I, is Slater. I trim I... I trim and I shave like other parts, but like I leave my armpits um as you should. You know, just just untethered. Um and I, I wonder if that's normal. I don't it's, really pay attention right. to people's this armpits. Is, this is personal hygiene thing. Don't don't keep your armpits too shaved for too long. Just cause it's it's there to catch the sweat. If you don't want a yeah. fucking faucet's coming out from between your <laughs> From from your well, fucking shoulder hinges, if you don't want it to be soaking, <laughs> put some, even aside from that, if your armpit hair is too short, it just it it makes your armpits feel a lot more. Irritated. Oh yeah, armpit stubble. Yeah, I can imagine rough. I will say on the Ooh. other hand, armpit hair is a place where the stinky bacteria grows. That's where that's where it grows. So yeah. It's also not very visually appealing, so uh, trim but don't shave, I guess, is a recommendation. Sure. Remember that, um, what was that fucking, was it like a Geico commercial? Though. It was like the woman with like the really, with like the long flowing armpit hair. Y'all remember this one? And it's like the dude riding on the, they're like riding on the tandem bike and she's got like three foot long like armpit hair and he's just like riding behind her is like trailing in the breeze. It was fucking weird. It was one of those weird ass Geico commercials where they had too much uh, money and like, you know, it was the same era where they decided that their commercial should be is was popular enough to be its own TV show. Oh God, remember that the caveman, right? Mm-hmm. Jeez, what a time, what a time, man. Uh, this one's for you guys. 
this is a review for you guys um by brent i stone one out of ten ineptitude 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 truly the movie society deserves at this point given the throngs of absolute idiots that made a quote euphoria a phenomenon the writing is somehow worse quality than the people who spend all day pecking out lame and mundane observations on twitter the parentheses lack of cinematography and shaky iphone cam aesthetic makes the work of kevin dunn from wwe feel like <laughs> roger expect a beaver reference <laughs> i know <laughs> feel like roger deakins in comparison the actors and their performances are flatter than a plate of piss this movie is not even the who done it it's marketed as it is impossibly dumb flaccid and ultimately inept lack of real effort or any modicum of filmmaking craft whatsoever dot 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 the cinematic equivalent of a checked out zand out gen z shrug that Gen Z reference. 20 out of 45 found that helpful. That's, that's a lot. Um, let's see. I'm, I've got I got a pick. Oh geez, I did not need to see this commercial. No, no. It, so it was it was a Boost Mobile commercial. It was not Geico, but it came it came from the pits of someone's imagination. Not those pits. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's got big Geico energy. It does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, I was gonna say, you know what else has Ge- Geico energy? This review, but no, this one, I I was trying, I had, I had to look because a lot of these are just like, it's look at these stupid Gen Z kids, these stupid woke Zen Zen G kids. And it's like ah, whatever, fucking, I'll find one. Um, from Double B two six five four one, their six out of ten review. Rachel uh, Sennett is the MVP. It's a fun movie in the whodunit style and literally inspired by Among Us. Rachel Sennett stands above the rest. Her comedy skills are undeniable, although I couldn't help but feel at certain moments that this movie was made only to be memed, gifted, and tweeted about. However, my biggest disappointment is the predictable ending, which I guessed in the very beginning. I wish there was more suspense and tension. 28 out of 50. Just to end it All there. Right. And uh, just below bodies, bodies, bodies is Elvis dropping 34.5%, bringing another 2.5 million. Uh, ahead of the fall, which opened in 10, or not the fall, just fall, as we elaborated on. Uh, opening with uh, 2.512 to 2.582 of Elvis down uh, opening again in 1,500 theaters. Uh, It's brought in how much to date? Probably not much. Hmm. All right, well, doesn't want to load. So you all be in oh three three point four five million dollars. There so it goes. A whopping forty nine thousand uh international dollars. Powerful. 
So money, money, oh, forty nine thousand. Jeez, where did this get released? In like just just Probably the UK, Canadian border <laughs> towns. Oh, maybe maybe not even overseas, not over the pond, as uh, mm. they like to call it. I don't know who they is, but I was wondering. Well, I was like, what movie came out this week? And then I realized it was fall. I was like, oh, oh, that's yeah, that's, that's the really sad unfortunate. State the box office is in. That's I was like, why I fuck. think Dragon Ball Super Hero has a real shot at number one this week. I mean, yeah, we're in a real drought. Like I was saying earlier, I mean, we're on like what five. No, this is a sixth week of uh, just declining movies to come out. So, and I don't think Beast is uh, gonna save it. Yeah, for for a summer season box office, you know, this is just sad and pathetic. Yeah, like, they're, they're, yeah. I I was reading the uh, some headlines and they they're like fucking depending on Beast and uh, Dragon Ball superhero to fucking carry this shit the next couple weeks. And it's like, like the box, and they've been advertising Beast a lot. They have. Is uh, is is like the box office like a pseudo stock market, but for like film companies or like oh my god, if the like the box office wherever it is, let me is too too big to fail. I can I can answer this for you, Jake. It has numbers, therefore people will speculate on it. Yeah, <laughs> those people happen to be the producers of movies. Well, they're just gonna die if like we hit zero. Yes, that's why they had to <laughs> release ads in the pandemic, advertising the concept of going to the theater. Guys, you won't die. We swear. Like you could sit like a the seat comedy away from as somebody. a genre disappeared because they couldn't like because DVDs weren't a big seller anymore. <laughs> they just said, nope, I mean, we're cutting the entire concept of comedy movies. You'll get like one every year. Yeah, I feel like the the comedy movies just kind of shifted platforms where it's yeah. just easier to take the guaranteed money from selling the streaming rights than to, mm-hmm. you know, have to pay the marketing expenses related to a theatrical release exactly yeah um yeah but let's uh let's move on now towards gaming news uh embracer group is uh in the news for a couple reasons this week um they they like to acquire ips and other things they're a big big money money company right now and they're mm-hmm. throwing it around. Uh, they've bought uh, Lord of the Rings IP rights and uh, Tripwire Interactive and a few more groups. So the parent company of a vast expanding empire of studios, which include THQ Nordic, Gearbox. I don't recognize that one, but Play Playon Playion. Is that like is that like Ion Storm? Is that one of those like Ion Storm? Uh, no, they're, they're, they were formerly Coke Media and Saber Interactive. Mm. And they've announced that it will acquire the Middle Earth Enterprises, which basically means it owns the IP rights for Lord of the Rings video games, The Hobbit, and a bunch of other Tolkien stuff. Um, they have 
not disclosed the purchase price yet due to commercial reasons. Um, what else did they? They made an agreement. Okay, they nothing about the other studios really that they bought, but they're also, I guess, involved in the publishing of the Knights of the Old Republic remake. Because uh, a report of theirs that leaked just an hour ago actually suggests that the Knights of the Old Republic remake isn't delayed after all, and that they've already moved on to a new developer after the Aspire debacle. Mm. Uh, there's a recent Bloomberg report, or uh, that's despite the most recent Bloomberg report. Mm-hmm. According to a financial reporter from Embracer Group, the IP hungry parent company of the studios working on the game. One of the group's AAA projects has transitioned to another studio within the group and that it isn't expecting any material delays for that title based on this transition. The company said that the delay was to ensure the quality bar is where it needed to be for the title. Um, that sounds like it could be a Knights of the Old Public remake, but they also have bought so many goddamn studios that it could be any number of things. That's true. So my stance has not changed. I will believe the Knights of the Old Public remake when it is installed on my machine and mm-hmm. running. That's, how, that's, that's the kind of tack you got to take with a lot of these projects. They're just yeah. going to keep... They're trying to keep it, keep it floating on, on a cloud of media. A little, a little you know, uh, bubble cloud of, of uh, press releases and... At some point, people forget and they're like, okay, we can actually get back to working on it now. So I hope you guys are sitting down. I, and all you listening, I, oh, you might oh want to sit I'm down not for this down. news. I've been squatting this entire time. Fuck. You oh. might, might want to sit down for this news. Uh, EA actually did a good thing for consumers. Hole? <laughs> you blew me away with that one. So EA will honor one of the biggest pricing errors in the history of... Oh, pricing errors. Okay. Where uh, FIFA 23 was briefly listed for six cents. Um, it went on sale in India for four eighty rupees, four point eight zero rupees, which is about six U.S. dollars. Uh, the price was an error. It was meant to be priced at three thousand four hundred ninety nine indian rupees which comes in at about 44.17 us dollars which is still like really good regional pricing what the fuck uh, yeah right what uh, well it, when you said six dollars i was like oh did were they off by a factor of 10 and i was expecting you to say like uh, no it wasn't six dollars it was six cents oh six cents well <laughs> then a factor of a hundred thousand it's two orders of magnitude. It's a hundred. Whatever. <laughs> Thousand it is. Six hundred dollars for a video game. Sounds reasonable. But they just up and changed the price <laughs> to forty five <laughs> bucks. But India's back in time. Yeah. So um yep. they're choosing to honor those purchases, which is a rare good guy move from EA, which is a multi time Worst company in America award winner. Love yeah, I was gonna say, good guy EA. Yeah, these words weird that taste you don't. In my mouth. They're gonna. They're, don't often. They're riding this one all year. That's, 
Oh, of course. They're going to point to this be like, see, we're not that evil. We let people get the last FIFA for not much money. $40 DLC incoming. Uh, everybody, everybody with a... We're all going to make the money on Ultimate Team packs anyway. <laughs> everybody with a VPN right now. Yeah. Well, I think the, the error has since been rectified. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess we, uh, I mean, I did open the story about Dominaria, but that's not really video the, game The related. story is they dumped a lot. They dumped their previews today, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, they did some commander, some commander previews. They did some, uh, uh, the, the, the set preview. They did the story basic summary. Um, Showed off some of the new mechanics, like kickers back and all other Sorts new of version of banding. Mechanics. Yeah. New version of banding. It's, uh, it's streamlined. During the premiere, I thought it was interesting that they referenced uh, the funny joke that was going around, that everything is kicker. Uh, mm-hmm. They, like, directly referenced it and were like, yeah, everything is kicker. So. But we're bringing kicker back because it's the soul of magic, yep. you know. Because it was the fucking greatest thing we ever invented. We peaked, greatest baby. mechanic besides, f- yeah. since flying. Um, I mean, I'm glad that they're bringing named Kicker back just because we're starting to see, like, there are a couple of archetypes that have been uh, floating around with deciduous mechanics, like cycling and um, flashback and I now Kicker, too, where they kind of put a couple pieces of support in there, like a couple mechanical tied together cards and now with a bunch of these they're really at like a critical mass where you don't just have to pick if you want to make a cycling deck right back in Amonkhet it was put all the cycling cards you can in your colors into your deck um, and now you can actually be pretty choosy with what you want and and narrow things down um, Same again same thing with kicker and flashback like if you wanted to play what was it the like Halar the Fire Fletcher you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to put every green and red kicker card in my deck. And that's that's what I have to do. But, you know, now we now we have so much. There's so many options. There's so so much room for activities. Um it's I you love to see it. Yeah. It's uh It's it looks like it's going to be a, a fine set, but uh time will tell. And uh think with that we can get into the main event of the evening let's talk prey there was a theme in this movie and i saw it more than once okay uh predators and prey (laughs) and there were things attacking each other and it was uh, visually nice to see that, and thematically nice to see. I liked when I liked when the the the, mo- the mouse went up and and ate the ant off of the predator, and then the snake ate the mouse, and then the predator killed the snake. It's like a food chain. Mm-hmm. That was and that was good. That's that was a, that was a nice five paragraph report, Jake. That was my that's my ELA uh, summary of the movie Prey. 
<laughs> I read the spark notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this movie, um, I mean, sol- solidly mid. Um, I liked the, I liked the, um, there are two movies in here. Like there are two, there are two movies living inside all of us. And the one, the one that wins is the one that you feed more tomatoes. Um, I liked the native, uh, the native American hunting story. Uh, I was down with that. I like that more than I like both. I like, but I like that more than the predator, um, action story um i think this movie was pretty good um it's definitely the best predator since uh probably the first one but predator 2 as its fans mm-hmm. yeah um it is a little frustrating because i i genuinely believe that this movie could have been great if they had they had gone a little bit differently in in a couple spots like this movie has some really good ideas and it executes on them pretty well for the most part but it drops the ball in a few regards that really hurt the movie quite a bit um largely towards the end but sprinkled in intermittently um and it's it's frustrating because like i said it was it was so close to like it got like ninety five percent of the way there, and then it just tripped over the goal line, yeah, and fumbled at <laughs> at the end there. Um, but all 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 told, it's definitely it's a it's a easy watch. It's on Hulu, so you don't have to pay anything extra. There's no to ads see during it. it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's only like. 97 minutes long yeah so it, yeah it, it's 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 easy to get through it's pretty concise um it's visually appealing like it it doesn't except for the doesn't cg get bogged except for the cg oh yeah, yeah. i'm talking about like the scenery CG, and some of the bad. some of the shots and uh, the, the the choreography i'll get to that like the stuff that i didn't like in a minute but like um i i think i agree with uh most everything of what you guys are saying we're like they were on such good pace to making a really good prequel movie to Predator. Um, and something that's unique to these types of movies is that usually they're not very good. Like, they're usually just for the the gore fanatic, the horror fanatic that wants something scary. Um, and uh, cinema and focus on, like, acting and cinema kind of get, like, left behind a little bit. Um, and you know, you're only left with some cliches, uh, cliche lines, like one liners from the original predator movie, same with alien, you know, we always, we always reference all those like one liners here and there. Um, uh, but this was really good in a sense that it didn't spoil the monster too, too early. Um, it, it, it held true to its kind of roots. Um, which it does the best in like a jungle setting. It did a lot of it there, um, and it didn't jump the shark too much. It, there were there were some elements that stopped 
uh, my oh, I, believability. I mean, I have some comments because, about, the, were, about the Predator. Yeah, there, there are a couple yeah, there of were, scenes. There was, there was a lot that I was like, oh, I could see I could see this happen. Like, you know, this is very realistic, which sometimes we miss in, in a lot of these uh, these of movies. Like, like I said, they jumped the shark with both believability and and the human element, and we see a lot of yeah. the human element in this. There, um, there are the, a couple... I don't know that I would say they jump the shark so much as they... They don't consistently... Um, they don't keep consistent in their portrayals of yeah. characters mm-hmm. at times. And that's one of, one of the major faults with the movie that we'll get more into with examples when we talk spoilers. But... Um, like I said, 95% follow through, but I think because they do such a good job for most of the movie, the times when they don't do such a good job stand out that mm-hmm. much more. And maybe that's what it is, is because the, 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 the setting that they're in, you know, we're, we're in seventeen nineteen. I think they they reference that year probably because of the fur trade element that's there. Um, uh, you're you're with Native Americans that are, uh, you know, very kind of kind of would nomadic be the right word? Kind of kind of hunter gatherer. Yeah, like they have I like mean, a settlement, yeah, but they're... it's a moving settlement. Like mm-hmm. in the end, when she says we have to move, it seems like they could easily just pick up shop and move around. It seems like they almost follow wherever there is food. Yeah, um, they, they were definitely. My, I, my assumption is that they're that like a tribe that follows the buffalo herds. Yes, yeah. that that's yeah. exactly what the Comanche were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you have when you have a setting like that and the skilled warriors, you're setting yourself up for. A great movie in the terms of it also follows like the lore that the Predator uh, movies have set forth, where this alien comes to worlds and faces the 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 best of the best hunters. Yeah. There's like um, one uh, major nonconformance, and it's not really a spoiler. Um, the the established, well, I guess they kind of bucked that trend in the original alien versus predator, but the established uh, lore is that uh, predators uh, thrive in warm climates. So they seek them out and it's like, it's starting I mean, to we snow. Don't get a, yeah. It's, in it's definitely, definitely not summer. <laughs> was no. it snowing? And I remember, I, I think it was just ash, but it, uh, it, ash, it yeah. definitely, it looked like crisp fall. It didn't have, yeah, yeah, and you can kind of get. I, I think that was also high up in the mountains. So even though we are talking about like Colorado and like Texas, possibly of like where it's located, the climate still yeah. gets probably brisk, especially at night. Yeah, like which it, there it, is even some in fighting. North Texas, it snows sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and those cold. those nights can get pretty fucking chilly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he had a cave. Maybe not so good a location for a thing that needs heat vision to locate its prey. The best. I remember reading somewhere that the um, there is an item that appears at the end of this movie that was also that also appeared in Predator I Two. Will, I will talk about um, that. And, and the there is an alternate explanation in the comics for where that item came from, which in that context, as we're talking about where 
what locations the predator chooses and why. Uh, that the alternate explanation makes a lot more sense than this one. Um, yeah, and also uh, there there are some logistical issues with um, it showing up in this movie and showing up in Predator Two in the ways that it the way it's presented in yeah. that movie. Yeah. But we'll we'll elaborate on that. I think I think we're we're good to start talking about spoilers. Yeah. I definitely would give this movie a recommendation. Yeah. If you're um, a predhead, oh my... uh, definitely take a look. <laughs> just don't just don't be too caught up when things don't fit lore perfectly. My my one last big gripe, and I don't know if I'm just because I have a, a monkey brain implanted into a human body, um, but this is rated R. And they do a good amount of blood mm-hmm. and a good amount of you know they decapitate and and amputate arms and they're they're not they don't hold back sometimes right and then other times there are cuts that totally take me out of the shot and I'm like it's okay you can show them brutally getting killed why did you cut there. Did like did like somebody have like a blood meter? Maybe it goes all the like, way up to X. Wh- it would have if they if they left that stuff in, or maybe, maybe it was just, who knows. There were, there were some cuts in the movie, just like <laughs> cinematography wise. There are a couple cuts where I'm like, wait, wait, why'd you why did we cut there? What was what happened? We left some um, of the movie out. You know, I don't. Maybe I I don't think that it was really anywhere near the precipice for being rated X for violence. I've seen far more violent rated R movies well, than this. Would it be NC-17? Oh, yeah, I, mean, that's, I guess that's there is I no There is no X anymore. X and NC, NC-17 supplanted X. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, it, it would have been NC-17, but I, I don't think it was close to that threshold for violence. I don't know. I think maybe they were trying for a PG-13 and they couldn't quite get it and they didn't want to recut it. So they just I pushed mean, it out. Hulu, Hulu is owned by the mouse, so I don't know if they were like, hey, we know it like still gets rated R if you add this in, but I, it just it seems kind of weird when you're like in one hand showing somebody get decapitated and sliced into little cubes why did you stop at somebody getting impaled or getting their head smashed in, in an emotional moment? Well, I mean, the cynic in me says that they didn't want to display violence against minorities. But um, they had, they had the minorities decapitated and put them in and cages I, and and they put them in cages. They, I, I think they were beyond the point of that. I, they, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I said, maybe that's also the, the cynic in me. But maybe also because he was the uh, he was the, the uh, main character, the the hero, one of the heroes of the story. They didn't want to like do him like that. You know, the other guys were kind of dickish, so they can de- get decapitated and we feel good about it. Yeah, we didn't have any emotional investment and that's that's kind of a thing throughout the whole movie as we'll 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 open up spoilers um discussions here uh character not really strong for anyone in this movie no Uh, although the main girl i don't really know what her character is she doesn't have any remarkable personality traits she's got the obvious like character trait of like i want to prove myself yeah, but the, which I don't know if that's like 
a personality trait. You can do a lot with that, and I don't so, think I can. I can see that they they didn't do as much as they could. Oh no, Jake! Yeah. What did you find? I'm sorry. I, so I pulled up the IMDb page. I want to uh, remember the name. Um, I and I found somebody who was in this movie. I wonder who. I didn't even care to look who he played. Uh, who's this? And why does he have the head of an egg? I believe he was one of the French. I think he might have been drivers. the head uh, fur trader. He's big beard. Whoever that was, that must must have been fur trader. Big beard. Uh, what the fuck is up with this? Man. I think he was the one who survived at the like the one that she met at the river. My man's head is uh his forehead is uh I think traversed she, I time think and space. He's the one who uh was used as bait. He's got you know what. I think it's uh he's got the Italian hairline and Yeah, I think it's just his hairline. <laughs> Is this hair just go bald, brother? He's clinging he's clinging to what he's got left. <laughs> just go bald, my friend. You want it? it oh, looks like Oh Lord. It looks like somebody squeezed your head. Your head is oval. Ovular. Can I open this image in a new tab? I wanna see like I wanna show this picture. Let me sh- a copy link. Okay, let's try this. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a gnarly comb over. I like the there my favorite one of his is the one with him. There I it just, is. <laughs> I just scrolled to that one. With what? It, what? I don't know what drink this is. It's a sugar rim with what I assume is like a a whiskey or like like a Crown Royale it's, maybe. I think it's an old fashioned. Okay, and he's got the and he's got the mutton chops. <laughs> this is it's, or maybe it's a strong image. It it's powerful. I get I get old fashions and Manhattan's confused. It's one of those two. Okay, <laughs> that's my spirit. Uh, but anyway, getting Sorry, back to that was Mike Patterson. Uh, to back pray. to pray. Um, so yeah, like I I commend the writing for the most part. They didn't. The main protagonist didn't succumb to a lot of the less than creative pitfalls of modern writing of the strong female protagonist they actually show her like honing her skills and not like just automatically being the best at everything mm-hmm. um yeah that they also, being I think... said one of my major well the one of the scenes that really kind of made me lose my suspension of disbelief is after an entire movie of her uh, failing to kill animals and needing to be saved, um, she somehow single-handedly takes out an entire camp. They left out, yeah. They did leave out the, the turning point where she, where it clicks. Right there's in yeah. in this movie there should be a turning point where she finally gets it. Maybe at the at the most tense moment, like she, you know, she learns or she finally makes the connection of what she needs to do and makes her and personal that's, growth that's and the then most, can proceed to the third act with and that And that's power. the most frustrating part because they they just kind of like, that scene almost feels out of sequence because they kind of do that in the end with the fight with the Predator. I really liked a lot of that Predator fight because it wasn't like, you know, when Dutch fought the Predator in the first movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a physical match visually 
for the Predator. So you can believe him, you know, like hanging in there and taking taking some punches from the Predator, like and you know, setting a, a kind of more sophomoric trap. That mm-hmm. fits with his character. What they did with uh you know, I forget her name because they only they I don't think they ever say her uh, name. Naru. Naru. What they did with Naru was really clever because she observes the predator more than any other character. And she uses what she sees and what she observes to counter the mm-hmm. offensive things of the predator, except for a couple scenes where the couple moments where she's in there toe to toe and then you're kinda like, eh, I really wish she had just stuck with the traps. I, I wanna bring up that mm-hmm. one scene where it's the scene where her brother dies. And they're in the camp, and she has the gun pointed at his at the predator's face, and the predator vision confirms that she is holding a weapon, which is in every other case in this movie preceded by either a kill or an attempted kill. Um, mm-hmm. But it cuts, and she's safe, and she escaped. I didn't even know if she like I thought either she killed it or she escaped. It didn't. I didn't know which because it just cut to no, her he- washing her hands in the river. Her brother stabbed him. Yeah, she gave him the window to get away. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was he like he was that. Okay. I, no, maybe I missed so that. He had he had like a last gasp. Okay. The, this was this is where they had a weird cut. Um and uh yeah so they show Tabe getting killed or you think getting killed after he tells her to go away um and the predator kills him or thinks he kills him uh turns to naru naru's holding the gun it's like about to kill her because now it thinks she's a threat which he takes his sweet time yeah it lingers on that shot for a while tabe stabs him in the leg he gets pissed and he fucking clubs him in the head and that's when they do the jump cut they don't actually show tabe getting his head smashed in okay um and then he turns back and naru's disappeared yeah um yeah, um, I I kind of wish another thing. Another thing I, if I if I were making this movie, I wouldn't change much. Honestly, I would just kind of you know, fix a few things, add in that moment where it clicks for Naru. Um, although, and I like I like the camp scene the way it's shot. It's very Daredevil esque, but I don't like the fucking uh, axe on a rope visual that she's slinging around like she's fucking scorpion from mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah they i don't know what it was this scene the the fighting scenes um were either done really well or sloppy uh and i don't know if this was like because they had to like probably cg the axe a lot but there was a lot of like clipping to where she'd throw it and mm. then it'd magically appear she'd just do like a like a yo-yo yeah. Yeah. Like she's, it's the yo-yo axe, and it's too fluid or too jumpy. Not too jumpy. Not those are opposite things. It, uh, it's yeah, too it, jumpy. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Not really. enough continuity of action. Yeah. So, and not, then uh, they kind of they, they didn't use as many keyframes of animation. <laughs> they also kind of throw in a little bit of that shaky cam as they follow it around, and it, it when when you're adding shaky cam with a sling axe thing and you're trying to keep an eye on where the axe is in shaky cam it's it's a little jarring to me when i watched that scene mm-hmm. that just that scene uh there was yeah, like, that, the predator that scene fight scene some... fantastic 
when yeah. she actually went up against the predator. I thought yeah. that was really well done. They check off gun the 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 mud pit, the La Brea tar pits. <laughs> yeah, they brought that she brought it all back. Which side note, <laughs> um, congrats. Welcome back to Hollywood Quicksand. I'm I'm glad you come yeah. back from hiatus. Yeah. Quicksand, I haven't seen you baby. since the nineties. I you did great work then. Oh, you're in all my yeah, favorite movies. I'm glad so Don't I'm glad. call it a comeback. They've been here. Brendan Fraser and Quicksand. I mean it's a match made in cinematic heaven. They both Name they talk to each other. Duo. They're like Quicksand's like, Brendan, I think I want to get back into movies. Brendan's like, Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a couple decades. I think we're ready. Here, let me let Just, me call let me call my guy. Let's see what he's got for you. <laughs> Can you still do uh, that here, thing here, pray? Where, they, where they're trying to pull themselves out with like a rope? Oh yeah, Dude, I never lost that. I practice that every week. Pray to Brendan Fraser is one of Lewis and Clark, and they find the tribe that Nauru was a part of. I don't know if the times fit up or what. But uh, uh, maybe Naru's an old shaman at that point, and she tells him of uh, uh, the fight with the no. beast that she had, and shows him the skull, and he's like, "I want to find one." And well, it's fighting time with the predators, and there's two of I them. I don't think he. And now Naru's son has to fight with Brendan Fraser against that, and maybe Mummy. I was gonna predator? say, I'm gonna maybe do we'll, you one better, Jake. We just talked about how the predator does best in hot environments. Mummy Four, Mummy vs. Predator. Fuck yeah, dude! You can Fuck the yeah. ancient aliens, right? They the predator ships come down, they land right on those pyramids, and yeah, the mummy is just yes. a yes. there's a predator yes. mummy. I think it ties it all the way back with AVP too, because they there were the the temples inside of Antarctica that we were cutting mm-hmm. into, because uh, back in the day, the old days. Uh, Oh, that breaks continuity too, doesn't it? AVP oh, was yeah. not a very good movie. That breaks a lot of Uh-oh. canon. AVP fucks with a lot. Uh oh, yeah. Uh oh, because they showed ancient predators that had bunch of blasty boys, and this one, the blasty boys mm-hmm. didn't exist. He had the needle. He had the he had the rifle. Well, so I I I found out a lot of this. Google's metadata is very very accurate. Um, I got recommended after watching this movie a video on like all the different kinds of predators, and it's like a 15 minute video. So I learned a lot about different kinds of predators and like like rankings, which is why like I'm not really mad about this predator being like a dumbass at the end of the movie. Yeah, I was gonna and say forgetting how its own weapons work because there are there are like young predators that are trying to like prove themselves before they've killed the xenomorph i think they're called unblooded if i remember the video correctly and Mm. uh you know they can be cocky and dumb and they don't live very long okay this actually this plays into a point i've been i would wanted to make for a little bit i was waiting for the right time to bring it out um and i'm glad that this is supported in the lore because I have no respect for this particular predator as a character. Oh, yeah, this, this predator He's a little is, bitch. He's he a gets little, clapped by a fucking bear. <laughs> no, I want to I list off why I, I, had, I do not... This predator takes the L in all ways. Like, he is a hunter in the same way that Trump Jr. is a hunter. Like, he came here, 
Like he left Predator College on on summer Predator sabbatical to take a hunting trip to Earth. And so so let me just we'll go through the movie and his kills, right? So we'll start we start with the snake, which understandable. You want to get a souvenir, right? You want to warm up, do a little warm up, you know, make sure that your stuff's working right. Sure. Everyone's, you know, shooting varmints, whatever. I'll accept that. And then the next one is the coyote. Now this little bitch, he chase he waits for the coyote to come out and he faces him head on, but he doesn't come out of cloak. The predator isn't fucking man enough to come out of cloak to fight a quadruped that comes up to his knees. Yeah. And he kills it silently. I, I'm like, all right, that's points deducted. The bear, I understand a little better. Um, it's a little weird that it's a, maybe it's a I cultural they, thing that he just decided shit. to drench himself in the blood. It's like maybe maybe a little excessive. Um, well, I kind of like the, uh, you know, not apropos of anything you're saying, but I kind of like the escalation of it. Because this is a predator that's come to a new planet. He knows nothing of life on Earth. And predators go out to, you know, have challenging hunts. So he works his way up the food chain to find the apex predator on this planet to test his his mettle. Mm -hmm. So he goes from the snake to the the wolf or the coyote to the bear and then finally to the most dangerous game. Man. Man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he starts killing humans. I'm like, all right, sure, this is what he's, what he's here for. I understand. Um, and all the way up until the scene in the ashy woods, um, which is where I really lose respect for this guy. Because he, he gets trapped by the trappers. And that's not, I don't disrespect him for that. Sometimes you get got, if, especially if you're hunting dangerous game. Any wildlife hunter who's, like, fucking hunted lions or mountain lions or something, they understand. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the natural predator uh, gets you back. Um, but instead of, you know, taking the L and cloaking out of there, he gets pissy and pulls out, like, he, he pulls a predator temper tantrum and he's like no i have all the super tools i fuck you i'm gonna use all my tricks and trades it's like going on a hunt for a deer and then like bow hunting for a deer and when the deer sees you like you pull out an ak because like you you get offended that the deer had the had the ball to not get hit by your arrows that's how i yeah, felt like, about it like he just he got pissy and pulled a temper tantrum on him well yeah i think he just got he got angry and he wanted to like destroy something, you know, <laughs> like I, I've been there. I, I can empathize with the predator in that regard. <laughs> That's why it makes sense to me that he's like, yeah, this is a, this is a young predator. <laughs> he's not, he's not, he hasn't he grown not, up, he, not mature not hunting killed, practices. He's not killed his first xenomorph. I don't think he would have survived. <laughs> no. He'd been like, oh, they're fucking acid blood. This is this is bullshit. I'm going back to fucking Predator Yale. I've <laughs> Sigma Predator knew. <laughs> All my bros are we're gonna throw a fucking Predator Kager, okay? I'm taking a selfie yeah. with this thing and leaving. Like, I and then like the build. I think they could have slow rolled the introduction a little bit. Like they showed the ship coming down really early, and I don't mm -hmm. know if I were making it. I would have shown the ship touching down because I really liked what they were doing 
in the beginning of the movie where there were just like random thunderclaps when there was no storm yeah. and it mm-hmm. didn't make sense. I would have preferred like subtle hints that the predator is among them, like like in the first movie, subtle hints that the predator is among them up until the bear reveal. You know right. where where he fights the bear and, and and Naru first sees the predator. That I feel like that also should have been the first time the audience saw the predator as well. Like you can show the snake being gutted or whatnot, and you know mm-hmm. you can show his handiwork, but I don't I don't I wouldn't have shown him as early as they did personally. Minor gripe, but I would have preferred a slower rolling. If, if for no other reason then it would have given them more chance to like explore the culture of the Comanche because I, I liked I liked that aspect of it So yeah, um, the the one thing that I was hoping because uh, I had heard uh, some things about uh, prey going into it, and I was hoping to to kind of follow on what what Kurt said about the showing or not or waiting to show like the full reveal until later on um, was I was hoping that they were gonna really slow roll that, and I was surprised I was a little bit myth that we got a little bit more reveal earlier on. Um, yeah, the bear scene would have been a perfect time for us to go like, what the fuck or have like, I mean, even then you don't fully see him at that point. So I would almost say like, wait for the full reveal until like maybe the, the trappers start attacking or when the, when the Indians first get, um, the native Americans Mm -hmm. first get like, uh, cut up and like taken down. I yeah. mean, that's kind of so, where, it, where it happens. Like we you yeah. start to see and like in, in the first yeah. movie too, like, you know, you see him cloaked a lot before. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, the famous, if he bleeds, we can kill it, which they recycled that line in this movie. And it was completely out of context. I don't know. I think, uh, I, I think they made it work. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was just the delivery kind of felt. And that's an, that's another thing. Like, the the modern diction in a period setting will never not annoy me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it as much. I, I noticed it, but um, from the way... Because you saw it before I did, and I may have gotten, like, a false uh, impression from, from how you were talking to me about, uh, about how bad it was. So it was, it was less than what I was expecting. I was thinking they were just going to do like, I don't know, like really, really like teenager dialogue. 
and it wasn't quite that level for me, so I guess I lucked out in that regard. Yeah. They also do a lot of, like, very short sentences, hand motions. Um, I mean, there's not a ton of dialogue. Um, it's it's just weird the because they, they, they had the attention to detail to make the the French trappers, you know, have their language be, like, nonsensical to the audience because, you know, Naru wouldn't know that language. And, you know, they have it, have one of them speak English separately uh, later. But, like, they give that level of attention to detail, but then they have, you know, it's, and it's not as bad, but still modern. I, I think it's just theater of the mind that, like, you have to kind of think that everything in English is actually in command. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, their, they had, their version is. They had the. I don't know if foresight's the right word, but they had the the attentiveness to convey that, but not like stick to uh, any other they, period language conventions. They definitely brought it to attention that because they had like other languages in there, so you're you're, you're already at that point you're thinking about like oh oh shit like wait, he speaks English oh, oh no he's speaking like Comanche without actually us realizing it or whatever language they're they're speaking um in which case yeah i, I could definitely see where, where that might get a little bit jarring um i think the french trapper the french fur traders the trappers were not really not really uh super necessary they in this. play and every trick in the book to get you to hate them <laughs> Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they do, and like, like they just they they'll kill the dog. They capture the brother. They're just they they look gnarly. They've they've come, they've desecrated the buffalo by just the. I mean, you see the beginning part. I like that scene though. That scene was like, wait, why the fuck? As soon as I saw the, the cartridge, predator... I'm like, oh, this is some white man bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, is that? I was like, is that like predator tech? Like, what are they trying to show us? I wasn't even thinking rifle bullets at that point or some sort of cartridges. I was like, and, I'm, I, and then I'm like, oh, that, this was a big time for like fur mm-hmm. trade and stuff like that. I bet there's They're I'm gonna like, do are a we gonna see parallel like, between the hunting yeah. of the buffalo and the hunting there's of the humans? There's another theme. What? There's a theme that this predator is worse because he's not actually. He's, they they both just want Are like humans the, the real monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Naru's mad just in general because they didn't use the entire buffalo, and she's she's mourning them. So you know, and then there's the element of like, oh no, we did kill. When we kill something, we use the entirety of the thing. How Tabe kills a lion in the beginning, and then goes to use the entire uh, mountain lion. Um, yeah, I love how that's or like set up as like one of the more dangerous games they hunt, but like an average build man can kill a mountain lion with a rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not recommending he going said he weakened out it. and fighting a uh, mountain lion in your spare time, but if you were in a life or death situation <laughs> facing down a mountain lion, you're in pretty good shape. Well, I was thinking, even in the tree, I'm like, how is this going to go bad for Naru? Like, they're not going to marry Sue this, right? Like, she's not going to 
get first kill on a fucking mountain lion when like no she gets first kill on a predator <laughs> yeah so she gets first kill on a predator Which is my other, well i gotta say this in her de- uh, oh yeah just uh, i'll say it after no i was saying in her defense he got softened up by getting peppered by with bullets movie. and whatnot but uh, yeah uh yeah all right so the ending of this movie and i you since y'all know the better lore you may have to explain this because to me it seems like there's big implications. Um, on the one hand, so this is kind of a two pronged thing, right? So she comes mm-hmm. back with a predator head, and I'm guessing still has the helmet and has the trophy. Um, and I know there's like an illusion at the at the end of the credits where more come. I'm guessing to take away some stuff. I don't know, but man, after. <laughs> Like the the government report like comes out uh, after the events of the 1980s predator attack, like you know the the whatever reconnaissance gets intel about the the mercenaries that died in the jungle, and they're they're just looking through and they find whatever reports from settlers like oh wow the Comanche just like know about this this has been a thing that's been in this little tribe of them for like 300 years they go onto the reservation and like. The chief and and uh, the chief on the reservation is like, oh yeah, no, we have a predator head. Like, we still have the helmet. <laughs> do you want to show? Do you want to see how it works? <laughs> like, you y'all well, never asked us. You never ask us for anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would. It kind of lends it to. So, like, we alluded to the pistol. There's there's a flintlock pistol, uh, shown at the end of this movie. That is also at the end of Predator 2. Uh, the Predators invite Danny Glover up onto their ship and give him that flintlock pistol, which in the comics oh, comes from a, a pirate. pirate captain, yeah. I believe. In uh, what I assume is a Caribbean or tropical climate. Yes, I would I would assume that as well. Um, but in this movie, it's from one of the fur traders. And, you know, she has it at the end of the movie. Which implies that the predators came back after they didn't hear back from this dude, slaughtered their entire village, and took back the pistol. Like I said, no, no respect yeah, for, this I cla- mean, for this crowd. Sigma Predator I mean, New yeah, the- is the fucking worst predator frat out there. Because they, uh, they they show in the end credits because I, I I was just looking up because I skipped the credit scene. As did I. Um, and there is so in the end they do a wall painting montage of the events of the story, which and they show which in itself and implies then, that people survived that event to write on the walls and depict that you right. know or at least thematically exactly. Even, <laughs> yep. <laughs> So yeah, the predators finished the drawing for them yeah. as a, as an ultimate oh, sign yeah. of disrespect. <laughs> They're not great artists. <laughs> They're known for their metal and their inter you know it's like in, interspace They're travel. Artists in the same way that you have Klingon scientists. Yeah, yeah. Side note: the Klingons so, would be fucking pissed that they use cloaks at all. They'd be like, "Fight me like fight me with honor, you you patak or what you know whatever Klingon swear they'll use." So um, they they show at the end of the cave drawings um, uh, uh, the the her tribe meeting with like more traders or trappers traders trappers I don't really specify but they got a gun 
And then they both see that there's ships coming to the village or there's ships coming there. So they were visited again through that cave drawings. But again, maybe not to slaughter them, maybe just to like pick up the <laughs> remains, maybe to get the body. Uh, they, they are very like uh, tribal. Fucking game warden comes well. out. So they, the <laughs> they may, they may want to take the body. I don't know how they're going to like interact with them because uh, so like here's sure here's something that kind of bothers me about it like naru does not seem broken up at all about the death of her brother and her, her yeah uh, presumably entire peer group in the in the village yeah and they lose like at least you gotta figure half their hunters and warriors so like with more <laughs> traders in the area <laughs> They're not in great they, shape. They did to not give her. Doesn't she like immediately come back and go? We have to leave. Yeah, she yeah. does. But she's got a smile on her face because she's, I guess, the war chief. She gets to now. hold the stick. Yeah. 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 And and that's that's all she's, that was important to her. You know, her brother the, uh, who I, risked his life to save hers. Be damned. <laughs> the uh, I feel bad for I feel bad for Tabe. He like was war chief for a minute. Yeah. And and that's it. And that he that he died. Got yeah. to, to have the, and, uh, so, the and she death, was so, but. yeah, like, yeah, her character, um, did not have normal human emotions. Let's just say. So I'm looking at a, a end credit um, video, and one of the comments was saying, uh, "The predators would have greatly respected Naira for killing one of them, so I highly doubt they would have killed her." Remember Harrigan of these, who was spared at the end of Predator Two. For killing the city hunter in a single in single combat. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe they didn't sure. slaughter the village. So maybe maybe that's like how so, yeah, it got into the pirates' hands somehow. They like traded it for goods, and it ended up with the pirate. Although I, I mm -hmm. don't know when the Caribbean stuff was going. Oh, on. Oh, is that? Maybe. Oh, but that, maybe that's what it was. There was another. So maybe that's what they were doing in that scene where. There was those people coming, and uh, she like one of them's got a gun. Maybe they were trading that gun to them. It's a hell of a Maybe. pistol if people want to trade it all over the world. Um, but my head cannon is the reason that none of this information percolated out to later incidents was that just the U.S. government just didn't give a crap about the Comanches and just disregarded any of the knowledge they had of this incident. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, so this happened in 1719. The the next, at least, film canon. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there had been other predators in the the Caribbean era, um, but the next film canon predator contact was in 1987, in the first movie, and um, before they they would really have time to get to the bottom of what went down there uh in 91 predators in la <laughs> <laughs> that so. is fair i i would like to see like instead of predators or whatever that one the the one that was like really bad that came out a couple years back the like, predator the predator yeah oh God, see if this yeah. was if this if they had started really franchising it in if this was like 20 you know, 10 or 20 years earlier, we could have had a Stargate SG-1-esque show. 
about the predators and the predator, uh, the predator hunters. Oh, the predator hunters, dude. It's like it's like bitch hunters. <laughs> like that would be sick as like the the spacefaring human task force to like protect protect Earth or try and like strike back at the predators. Uh, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know what what beef they would have with it though, because like the predator, their society's pretty like you know they don't really bother anyone in the sense that they don't like try to conquer their world or exterminate them. Every now and then, one will go out hunting and kill a few of your people, and then they'll leave. <laughs> All I know is that the U.S. Fish and Game Department is is one of the most <laughs> zealous and effective. Uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. government departments out there, second only to the po- the office of the Postmaster General. <laughs> now Maybe you they want should that do a mail, predator movie with that. Predator. <laughs> is that what Prey Two is going to be about? I, Some postmen ganging up against a a group of predators. I their new vehicles. I would think not. I don't know if there's going to be a Prey Two. There probably will be another Predator movie at some point. Because uh, it's a franchise that has some cachet, and this kind of made some waves for not yes, being. Yes, this made waves, bad. and it was it was pretty good. So I, I have faith that there are there's a a team of creatives out there that can produce a Predator movie that won't absolutely suck. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one to 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 coin the term Yo Yo Tomahawk under <laughs> <laughs> the user reviews. Yo Yo Hawk. Um, um, yeah, that was something that we were, uh, I was discussing with, uh, Kristen's dad was like, he was like, I hope they don't make a second one. It, I heard it's really good, but, uh, that, that is always like kind of the dilemma. Yeah. I, I don't know where you would like go f- like in, in still prequel times. Like I think, yeah, I don't know. I think you'd, you'd have, you almost kind of have to modernize it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there's always places for predator to go just in terms of their crossovers. Fuck it, go further back. Maybe the Vikings did it first. I don't know. Uh, that yeah, that is a common thing in history. The Vikings did first. Yeah, like like oh, they, you know maybe they you know try do a story where where they cover the them coming over to the Americas first in like what fourteen hundreds or some of like that, and then they just so on happenstance come on hunting day. There's no. <laughs> a predator. I, I mean, want yeah, there, I, I there want this definitely... one from um this crossover comic Tarzan versus Predator. Get Gennady on the phone. Do Primal versus Predator. Oh, okay, that'd be interesting. That, also, yeah. you know, if Warner Brothers is looking for tentpole films and they want to collab with the mouse, you could do adapt the Batman versus Predator comic. <laughs> That's a real thing. Um <laughs> Archie versus Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Predator's kind of been whored out. That's what I'm saying. There's so much. There's so much. Um, There's there's aliens versus Predator versus the Terminator. Uh, We got Arnold in the Terminator. We got Arnold in the Predator. Can we do Arnold in one other of his um, kindergarten cop? (laughs) No, Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Oh yeah, Turbo Man. Turbo okay. Man versus Predator. Right, 
sounds it sounds about right. Yeah. I will be calm, Turbo Man. Tarzan versus Predator at, at the Earth's core. God damn. Yeah, Predator comics Keep it common, are, dude. are pretty wild from from what that video sampled mm-hmm. to me. But uh, I think that's that's about all we have to say on Prey. Uh, pretty good. Uh, join us next week where we will review uh, the presumptive number one movie in America, <laughs> Dragon Ball Superhero. Or Dragon Ball Super Superhero, if we want to get absolutely technical with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. Last last Dragon Ball Super movie was real good. See if they can can keep that hot streak alive. And uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye bye.